0: Live from the headquarters of Common Sense. This is Common Sense Christianity. As always, I'm your host Ethan Foster here today with another episode, guys. We are going to be doing more of a mailbag segment. Going to talk about an email or two that I got, and it depends on how long this first email takes me. Uh, that will determine if I do uh, another um, another. ...email that I got, and it comes from the one and only Bill Garth, right? and it is another insanely and unnecessarily long um, comment. Um, so he was responding to my email, and, he, and I said um, to him, um, well, good evidence comes down to your own opinion. And he said, no, that's not true, Ethan, and it's demonstrably not true. Scientists come to a worldwide consensus because science is evidence-based. There's not different science in Italy, Iran, and India the way religious beliefs vary. That's because science doesn't depend on the stories you were taught to believe as a child. There would be a different science science between Italy, Iran, and India if good evidence just came down to your opinion. So, as I say, that's demonstrably not true. In fact, it wasn't true in your example about Trump's impeachment either. Every senator took an oath. To their god, no less, to do impartial justice. Uh, but the Republicans didn't even call witnesses or examine documents. Heck, none of them even heard the phone call and st- and started all of that or received an accurate transcript of it. Trump called his administration summary of the call a transcript, but it might. He, he just rambles about Trump's impeachment, so we'll just uh, we'll just um, move forward. And he says that was politics. Not an honest difference of an opinion. There, there's a reason why the Republican Party is faith-based. Faith-based, huh? Now, now he's just going politically motivated here. I mean, I, I give an example of how evidence is opinion-based, and then he just totally takes my example and runs off with it. Uh, even falsely swearing to their god is just fine, or ma- for many religious people, as long as they they think they'll get something out of it for themselves. Of course, like faith-based people everywhere, there are lots they have lots of excuses. They can rationalize pr- away pretty much anything to themselves at least. Don't get me started. Good is subjective, yes. In the sense that it might take more and better evidence to convince some people uh, than for others. For you can de- but you can de- decide whether it would be good evidence for you to believe in some other god. I doubt if you accept stories and logical fallacies, then would you? Again, science can do it. If it's not your opinion in science, then that demonstrates you're wrong. Ethan, why you're wrong? Well, you can decide that for yourself. Okay. So he always rambles and gives these overly complicated excuses for not answering the questions I pose. And he says it's a lie, but he doesn't demonstrate how. And then he admits in here, good is subjective. Yes, the whole point of this is is that some people see some evidence of good, uh, some evidence as good evidence, and other people see it as horrible evidence. And the Trump impeachment was the perfect example of it. The Republicans saw it as um, as horrible evidence for impeachment, and uh, Democrats saw it. As overwhelming evidence for impeachment. They were both looking at the same evidence, they both had the same few witnesses, they both had all the same information, just took it different ways. And then he quotes me again: okay, so my main argument is that everything has to be getting that has a beginning, has a cause. So I apply this to the universe. And he says, Okay, let's see all a few of the things that are wrong with that. When God doesn't show up in your argument at all. At all, So whatever it is, that's not good evidence that God exists, let alone a particular God. So he clearly didn't think that one through because of the fact that if we are going to demonstrate the universe has a cause, then what caused it? And the whole point of, of the argument that I'm making that most creationists make is that um, God is the first cause of the universe. Uh, number two, you say that everything that has a beginning has a cause, but where is your evidence of that? Your argument is based on a premise that you just pulled out of your ass, isn't it? In reality, it is, it's even worse than that, since you're making claims about what happens outside of our universe. Even if you could demonstrate the truth of your premise in this universe, which you can't, it wouldn't necessarily apply to your argument uh, about the beginning of the universe, because that didn't happen here. Um, again, he, he doesn't take the argument in of of itself. He just says what I'm trying to do. Uh, and he doesn't post any alternative explanations, which is why this doesn't work in any sort of way. He say, he always says, I'm just pulling it out of my ass in this whole email chain, which is about 22 emails, I think. Uh, I'm making claims about what happens outside of our universe. Well, that that's just... I mean, scientists do that all the time. We're making claims. We, we don't observe it. We don't see this. The creation of the universe is a single event. So we have to make guesses based on the evidence. And based on the current evidence right now, I can say without a reasonable doubt that the universe would have had a cause. There is no way that you can logically tell me that the universe and all life and just the vast... Uh, Amount of space and time and matter all came into existence by pure chance, by pure um accident, which is what would have had to happen if there was no God. Uh, number three, you say that you can apply this to the universe, but did the universe have a beginning? Yes, yes it did. It's already scientifically demonstrated, you idiot. Anyway, are you talking about the universe in the sense of everything that exists or or just our own local manifestation of space and time. The definition of the universe is everything in existence, my friend. Of course, I'm using everything that exists. And what do you mean by beginning? Please give me an example of something material that begins in the same way you're talking about here. Um, everything. Everything has a cause. Everything has a beginning and an end. Now, if he is talking specifically to matter itself, that's another problem we have to deal with. Matter cannot be created or destroyed. So when you start out the Big Bang before that, assuming since there was no universe, that will mean there is no matter. So where does all this matter come from? Uh, number four, this is all vague stuff that sounds reasonable only if you don't think about it very much. Well, you haven't thought about my arguments very much. Um, it depends on premises that you can't demonstrate. Just unsupported claims and other words and it comes down to a conclusion that doesn't even have God in it, let alone God. Uh, so so how can that be a valid argument? As I demonstrated in point number one, this wouldn't demonstrate that your God exists, even if the argument were valid, Ethan. But in general, neither cosmologists nor philosophers seem to buy the argument. There are, there are reasons for that. As far as I can tell, only the people who buy that argument are people who really really looking for some way to justify the primitive primitive stories that they really really want to be true or the people selling books to such people again my friend you are just just blabbing on about the most random stuff you say this argument is just justification for people to believe in these stories my friend there is absolutely no benefit for me at least to believe this. I spend uh, probably a couple hours of my life, uh, a week responding to your emails. I spend free time making videos, preparing for them, uh, all kinds of stuff. Why would I want to do this if I was just pulling it out of my ass? This doesn't make any sense. I am on a truth quest. I'm trying to have a logical argument with you, but you're making it very, very um, hard because it is annoying to read such long emails and respond to them. Uh, but really, you're just saying that people want to sell books to such people? I can make the same argument for atheists that write all these books about why God doesn't exist, because that's not the point. I'm sure there's some atheists that are motivated to do it, and I'm sure there's some Christians that are motivated to, do, to just sell books and get the money out of it. But uh, that is a horrible argument. It isn't even an argument. Uh, you are just trying to uh, undermine the... Religious philosophers, religious scientists, the religious, um, what? Cosmetologists, I mean, well, cosmologists, I should say. Um, so yeah. And then he quotes me again. No, because God is the first cause. He's always been in existence because he created time. He can't be bound by his own creation. And then, as he always says, evidence. I hear a whole lot of claims, Ethan, but not even one piece of good evidence backing them up. Why should I believe any of that? If you would listen to me, you would understand that I've built the case the whole time during this email chain uh, to support um, the existence of God and the evidence behind it. Uh, Number two, what does bound by his creation have to do with my question? What does it even mean? Because if you were to think about what I was saying, my friend, uh, bound by his own creation is meaning that if he created space, matter, and time, then he is not made out of space, matter, and time. And you posed in the, uh, in the previous email that God would have to be constrained to time or something like that. Or, no, no, no. What uh, did God, um, who created God? And I'm saying that uh, the whole process of space, matter, and time, he cannot be bound by the rules of space, matter, and time if he created space, matter, and time. So before space, matter, and time, those rules never applied until he created them. And number three, uh, if your God wasn't deliberately created by some other God, then his existence would be just as much as pure chance as the universe existing. And if you don't need to explain why your God exists, then no one else needs to explain why the universe exists. If it's pure chance Which was your phrase, remember? I just want you to be consistent here. Then it would be pure chance in both cases. Anything else is a special pleading. Uh No. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, Bill. uh, For a number of reasons. So, I've already explained this to you, but you choose to ignore it. That uh, I'm starting with the existence of God. Just pure existence of God. Not the Christian God, not the Muslim God, not the Mormon God's. Uh, nothing we're just starting with the existence of God and then uh, once we move past this which is very hard we spent the last 10-15 emails on this one topic and uh, once we move past that then we can start specifying which God so uh, um the God I am trying to propose is the first cause of the universe he created the universe through the Big Bang Guided the processes of nature uh, through these 13 and a half billion years, and he continues to guide it to this very day. Uh, with that said, you say it's you criticize me for um, saying pure chance. Well, it would have to be pure chance because a bunch of matter exploding. Into the universe is pure chance of everything getting here, my friend. I don't know what else you want me to call it. Then he quotes me again. God explains the universe. It feeds uh, the first cause, and there's no other explanation necessary. And then he makes another three points. He says, at best, God explains the universe the same way that magic explains the universe. Uh, that makes absolutely no sense. Um it's not actually an explanation because it doesn't actually explain anything. How did any of this happen? How could an immaterial being in the absence of time cause anything? It's just magic. Uh, oh shoot, I just lost my place. Of course, um, of course, but that's all it is. And magic doesn't actually explain anything. I don't know why you're just calling it magic, my friend. Um, uh, that That is just undermining what we're trying to do here. And um, yeah, so his arguments are just, he goes on and on and on. And I'm probably going to read a, a bit more of this. Uh, he quotes me again, the evidence for God I've given you already. Huh? You have? Can't remind me what that was so far, Ethan. Uh, wait just one second, guys. My live is acting up. Apparently, the mic on my phone is acting up again. Oh, well. I'm ending the live stream on my Instagram account then, And that's that. Anyway, so he says, So far, you haven't given me anything but logical fallacies and unsupported claims. Um, No, I haven't. I've given you logic, and nothing can beat logic. It makes sense, Bill. I don't know how else to put that. You can give me these magical chance claims that are supposedly backed by science, even though when I ask you how do you think the the universe was created, you're like, I don't know, which is fine. But I don't know why you're criticizing my explanation. Here's what atheists do, and it bothers me. They bash people's claims. They continually bash people's claims. And then they say, wait for science to catch up. This is a faith-based claim. They have faith that science will provide the explanation for them one day. They have faith that uh, God will be ruled out by their so-called science, by the scientific method. Uh, so yes, I've giving you evidence for God. Uh, if you look around you, there's pretty good evidence for a creator. And I'm sorry, if you think that's not good evidence, then you're just trying to undermine God. And he continues, and none of your arguments would apply to a specific God. That's not the point of them. I've already made this argument for you. I've already made this perfectly clear. It is not supposed to apply to a specific God. We'll get down to that uh, later when we talk about the Bible. The point of this is, is to uh, argue whether a God exists at all. But of course, he wants to ignore that point. Quotes me again, the cosmological and teleological arguments are the building blocks of the points I'm trying to make. And then he says, and they have to be valid. If your building blocks are just unsupported claims, then why bother? You might as well just make your unsupported claims directly. So far, you've given me, all you've given me are logical fallacies, arguments from personal incredulity, arguments from ignorance, special pleading, etc. Ethan, your building blocks are made of loose sand. You can't build anything with them. I'm still looking for evidence, not arguments, but I understand that you don't have any evidence. Note that you haven't even tried to demonstrate the truth of anything in the Bible, because I literally told you this tons of times that that is not the point of this conversation. However, if you want to make an argument, please understand how arguments work. If you can't demonstrate that your premises are true, then you've got nothing. When your premises are just unsupported claims then it doesn't matter what your conclusion might be. I want to not only convince... He quotes me again. I want to not only convince people that there is a God. And he says, why? Apparently you're a Christian, Ethan, but you haven't even tried to demonstrate that Christianity is true. Even if your arguments had been valid, at best, they would only have backed up a very vaguely deistic sort of God. Uh, No heaven, no hell, no magic, but nothing. You can talk about whatever you want, but I run into this all the time when I talk to Christians and I wonder about it. Commonly, they don't actually argue for the religion they supposedly believe and for the the God they supposedly believe. Uh, They keep it all as vague as they possibly can. Again, we established this so long ago, Bill, and you seem to forget so easily uh, because you can't make the same bullcrap arguments that you usually make. And that is... I am focusing specifically for this conversation momentarily on one topic. That is the existence of a God. I've said that over and over again. Not the Christian God, not Yahweh, Jehovah, Allah, I don't care right now. Just a God of some sort. So I'm 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 not even gonna read the rest of this to you. Because it's pointless. It's the same mumbo-jumbo that he reads on and on and on. And this is what atheists do. They use big words. They use long phrases of text and give you so-called evidence and then call your arguments bullcrap. But that's not actually what they give you. They don't give you evidence. He is doing the exact same thing that I am doing to him, he claims. Uh. He says that I'm just throwing logical fallacies at him. It's not a logical fallacy to use your brain and use philosophy to determine that everything that has a beginning that has a cause. This is an established uh, philosophical rule. That's not even a debate about that, but he calls it a logical fallacy. Because it's a word he thinks I don't understand. And uh, he thinks it rules out my argument. It doesn't rule out anything. It is just you pushing and pushing the question of the universe when there is a perfectly good, acceptable explanation right in front of you. Now, it may not be the right explanation. And we can have an argument about why it's not, is, or it isn't. But uh, he hasn't given me any good reason not to think so. He thinks he has. But no, he just... Makes these vastly long, unnecessary long emails to try and make me think, uh, try and stress me out in a way, because it is very stressful to read all these emails and waste time responding to them. Uh, he makes all these long emails about this and that and all these topics, uh, which is why I'm hopefully not going to continue this conversation anymore because it is virtually pointless. And that's something that I want our audience to understand that if um that um if you have these conversations with atheists and they don't seem like they even care about what you're saying, they're not trying to get down to the truth, then just end the conversation. End the conversation with them because it is a hundred percent pointless to have the conversation any longer with them. And That's where we will close. Thank you guys for listening to this interesting episode of Common Sense Christianity. Subscribe to the podcast. Share it with everyone you know. Call them. Text them the podcast. Don't go to their door. Don't go visit with your family and stuff. You have to stay indoors, guys. Uh, things look like they're starting to get a little bit better. Keep the coronavirus, and all the victims of it in your prayers, guys. Um, Continue to listen to the podcast. Check out our Instagram account and YouTube channel for all different content. And until next time, I'm Ethan Foster here with Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always. And we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family if you like it. And frankly, even if you don't, Uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the word of God. And until next time, God bless you.